Yes, so it was a come town centric open on the Red Scare this week. Yeah, well, I think we learned from their opening of episode 10 that they record in the same facility as come town, which maybe we already knew. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they said Stav farted into the mic, yeah. or that he farts into the mic, and that was their pre-music uh, cold open, and then after the music, uh, they went into this ITV. Dasha was like, congratulations on your little, you know, kind of mini viral. And uh, Did you guys see that? Yeah, of course. Of course. What did you think? Amazing. I thought she was great. Yeah, she was good. She was awesome. I like that they got that that David Schuster washed up MSNBC bro got into uh, at the end. He was like, "Wait, was that David a, Schuster? Yes, oh my yes, god, this is how low he's wow. fallen. That um, is dark. That? He's yeah. on ITV now. It's bad. He was just like a pretty middle meme MSNBC type guy. Yeah. Or was he ABC? Like MSNBC. I don't even remember MSNBC. Yeah, at least I remember. Had you guys heard of that network before? No, she was I only it? knew actually because other come to, the Adam had been on before. I saw Adam talk about Israel on. Oh right. Yeah. They alluded to that. Philip. Like, Philip is like their friend. He's, he's come town adjacent, or he's the guy who, who hooks up come town adjacent people on ITV. Yeah. By the way, did they jack the phrase adjacent from yeah, us? Yeah, I'm kind of wondering. I can't remember that. I feel that, like maybe like, we started saying it because they were saying it, or... Did they say Russian adjacent at one point? Maybe in the first maybe. episode. We say it a lot. And I invented I the know. phrase of it all. You ever <laughs> said, have you ever said that? Like, uh, the, you know, the, I, the first time I ever said it was the John Krasinski of it all. And then and people started saying it. And it's like, kind of lazy, but I love it. I say I it all the, the time. The first one was the was John Krasinski of it all. Oh, that's what uh, I was going to say. Schuster said he got into the weeds of, is it Kachayan? And she says, it's Kachian. That was a good, great moment. Oh, no, she says Kachian. Kachian. Not, it's not Kachian. just Kachian. Kachian. No, we got the full, we got the, yeah. I was actually going to start this episode by just saying rape apologist Anna Kachian. Because <laughs> she says that on this episode, it, I sort of didn't do that perfectly or whatever. I think the emphasis is on the first syllable. Kachian. Kachian. Yes, yes, you're right. So it's rape apologist Anna Kachian. That's the right pronunciation. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> and so it was just so exciting for me after all this. I don't know where else, you know, on what other podcast you're going to find as in-depth uh, Analysis of how to pronounce Anna's name. I mean, <laughs> but we're done pretty- now. Although we'll probably continue to correct each other because the last name is pretty hard. Uh, as is the first name, and it's also easy to mispronounce Anna as Anna because she has a sort of Anna vibe in some yeah. ways. Um, but anyway, so more come town content right at the beginning. Uh, she said, "You know, Philip hooked up. You know, I guess Adam's appearance." And then she says, "But they can't get Nick on." Because Nick's too much of a bad boy. Yeah. And then there's more come town stuff later. So I just feel like there was a lot. They of... said maybe he could come. They said maybe Nick could come on the show when they uh, talk about oh, ironic right. racism and if white people can say the N word with an A. With an A. And I was thinking, God, they're so young. Like, I was just thinking, like, these are young white people because they're also talking about voting and not voting, which mm-hmm. I think is just a fascination of kind of newly minted voters is to kind of like rebel against yeah. my new right because fuck my rights. But I just remember when I was in my early 20s, uh, people having like spirited, ironic sessions about not voting and voting. And I was just like, this feels so like 
fucking eight years ago, ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, it wasn't ironic. There were people. There were like many of our sort of more like hyper rational friends. Were like, don't phone. Ah, doesn't make any sense. Don't phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah friend, it was interesting to hear. So Anna voted for Jill Stein in 2016. Right. She said she didn't vote. Dasha but, didn't vote because wait, she said she'd voted? be too tempted to vote for Trump. And then Anna voted, said, I, she's like, I think I voted for Jill Stein. I was like, I wish I was brave enough to vote for our Fuhrer, but anyone but her. Do you want me to break the internet right now? Yeah. I voted for Jill Stein. I you did? Good. Wow. Voted good. For Jill Stein. I honestly <laughs> wish I had. Um, I voted cool. for literal Hillary Clinton. And it was just so fucking dark. Same. Yeah. I just figured that Hillary was going to win New York anyway, and why not like register our disapproval? You live in New way. York? <laughs> wherever we are in Belarus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's going to win Belarus anyway, so it's just like, whatever. Yeah, I thought that that was an interesting moment because Anna talked about her mom, Olga. Getting a, her mom, Olga, driving Anna to the polls, which is a very sweet scene that she painted. And then Anna gets back in the car and, and decides to punk Olga by saying, I voted for Trump, and Olga got very upset. I don't know. It was just touching. Yeah, it seems like Olga like is is not an unloving person. Anna, she has Anna, a Twitter. We should yeah, follow. Yeah, so her. she she mentions at one point in the episode, she said, "Yeah, my mom tweeted out this picture, this side by side picture of Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and um, Kim Kardashian and Trump. You know, pointing out the similarities in the photos." And Anna makes a joke like, "Olga, go on Cometown. Right, more Cometown. <laughs> I feel like. This is normally something that kind of is a pet peeve of mine when people bring up one of their parents, like they're this kind of kooky character from a sitcom. And it's like kind of like, my dad is such a kook, like listen to what he said this time. And it's this like sort of socially acceptable version of narcissism where you get to like humble brag basically like my crazy dad or my crazy mom. But I feel like in Anna's case, like, what her mom is saying is legitimately crazy and hilarious and funny. And, uh, and also just learning in the last episode that her dad had passed away. It gives it this sort of like, it's just less annoying to me to hear her talk about her mom than it is for, you know, most people who are like constantly bringing up one of their parents or like well, screenshotting texts with their yeah. parents or like, it sounds like her mom could be, be on a sitcom on like Perfect Strangers or something, yeah. some sort of foreign just, mom. What can we do? Female to get, Balky? Yeah, <laughs> she's the female Balky. What, what can we do to get Olga on the roundup? Yeah, I would love to, uh, I would love to be Anna's therapist. Like, I feel like ta- Anna, it's like, oh, my kooky mom and da da da. It's like, Anna, what is your relationship with your mom? Yeah. Like, and anybody, like, I just think like a hilarious, sarcastic critic getting them to speak seriously to you is so exciting. To yeah, me. totally. I would take, uh, you know, therapist, friendship, coffee. Coffee, yeah. Podcast about the podcast. Yeah. Imagine being Meg's therapist. You're like, well, uh, we've recorded 44 minutes. Uh, a lot of Meg content in this episode and... Uh, what? I wrote down literally, I think, every word she said in the episode. <laughs> and I would say, again, unless Max has like a deep cut updike belly flop, like not a lot of belly flops. One sort of racist we should probably discuss. But Meg, the reason I, I brought up Meg now is because she says, Do you guys pay for porn? 
and I can't remember what segue because I have Anna's mom is named Olga, and then the next yeah. thing I wrote down is how did they get from Olga to, to oh porn. Mr. Skin? No, Mr. Mr. Skin. Dasha was on Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin. So yeah, Anna. Uh, sorry, Dasha. Uh, was on Mr. Skin. Uh, she was very excited. And then they reached out, or she reached. I think they reached out to interview her. Or she reached out, and then they were talking about did she get a free membership? She got one month offer, which is like a five dollar offer. She was like, I should have gotten a lifetime membership. Yeah, and it's like well, a year would have been reasonable. <laughs> and it's like a year is the appropriate comp. Yeah, the, there was the Mr. Skin, and then they were saying, uh, you know, somehow Meg was like, do you guys pay for porn? Which I thought, you know, led to. Uh, interesting thing. One thing I love is that Anna always, when referencing online porn, is sort of compulsively, sort of confessional, always says X videos slash Pornhub or Pornhub or X videos. Like she always yeah. brings up those two. She's like, those are kind of the two. And what I will say is, samezies. Like when she says <laughs> that, I'm thinking kind of like, if I'm gonna go to a tube thing, it's like X videos <laughs> or Pornhub, and really like, and it's all mobile. But wow. also, wow. Oh, wow. yeah, like I don't. Wow. I, I'm, if I'm homesick, I yeah. will use a desktop Ugh. for porn. But like otherwise, I if I just so catch his catch, catch, Jesus, on the go. This is like late yeah. capitalist porn. Oh my god, no! And Dasha tried to get in the action. I fapped to bully, which was a very like Reddit. You know, fap is like the yeah. sort of no fap, fap redditor. The fapping. Kind of, the fapping. <laughs> the, do you know the female <laughs> version of fap? Like no. what they say on Reddit, flick the beam. It, well, it's no, it's literally. I think it's like the same. Like the onomo- fap is kind of an onomatopoeia. Yeah. It's like flit, flit. I think I could I be know. wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't pay attention. Uh, Do you guys know? I have a. Fe- I'm gonna guess that Andre knows and Max doesn't. Do you know what a pog is? No, wow. you don't know what a pog is. P a w g. It stands for fat ass white girl. Nice, uh, but it's a sort of variety, and it's kind of. They were talking about this body type that's basically like just white girl, big ass, like usually small tits. Different yeah. from BBW. Uh, yes, different from <laughs> BBW. More of a Naomi Russell type, which you know. Quite another question: Do you guys know who Naomi Russell is? Should have googled that. I don't feel. I should have googled that before the roundup. I don't. I feel like I'm just paying more attention with porn than you guys are. <laughs> just like Naomi Stormy Russell Daniels, I is a Israeli, LA sort of valley girl turned porn star who was very smart and kind of anti-establishment porn. Like famously, didn't show up to receive her like best new performer award at ABN. the ABN, but was just a quintessential pog. And like Anna's multiple times on the show been like, you know. She's so hot. She's the sort of ideal Interesting. of porn. And like, again, I agree. <laughs> Good porn takes. Good hot porn takes that might have to be edited. <laughs> yeah, I thought Meg, we learned so much about Meg on, on this episode, but I thought she sounded pretty like unwoke. They're talking about Kim Kardashian and Dasha brings up the fact that Donald Trump in his Howard Stern interview said something like, I would never, you know, date her because she has a fat ass about right. Kim Kardashian. So they're talking about fat asses, and then Dasha says this thing like, you know, the sun will set on the age of the fat ass or something. <laughs> That's exactly uh, which is really, right. Which is really funny. Uh, and then and, and then Anna says, "Sorry, Meg, haha." Like yeah. after Dasha said that, and then they're like, "No, but we love your ass." 
Meg is like, do you guys watch tennis? I was watching like Venus and Serena (laughs) Williams. Their asses were terrifying. Terrifying. And by the way, also, Nicki Minaj's ass freaks me out. Like Anna can criticize Kim Kardashian, one, because she said a lot of plastic surgery. Also the Armenian Armenian thing. Meg criticizing uh, Venus and Serena Williams is pretty weird. And also like if you're, you know, she's being provocative, obviously, but if you're going to be provocative, like it better be really funny. And right. That was not really funny. Right. Whereas, just as a contrast, and I did, st- I wanted to start this off by saying Meg had a pretty good episode. Other than that, like, I thought Meg was like helping the discussion, interesting stories, whatever, and we can talk about it. But the difference between Anna and Meg as podcasters is Anna calls Kim Kardashian, everyone, everybody, just like tosses it off everybody's favorite Middle Eastern termite queen, which is just, uh, just <laughs> a great. Amazing. Fucking dis- literary, hilarious descriptor. And, you know, I'm not even sure I know exactly what she means, but I think, like, you're in or outside of L.A. and you're Armenian and you're, like, the daughter of, like, the guy who, like, runs, like, the fucking exterminators for all of the valley <laughs> or something. And I think that's kind that's of, like, cool, the Middle Eastern yeah. character that she's trying to get at. Um I can't think of another interpretation, but I just thought it was like, damn, like snap on her as opposed to like, she's got a big butt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah. So Meg, we did, we learned about Meg's ambient addiction in college though. That was, that was, yeah, you never know people and young people like to sort of brag about their drugs. Like I had the knives and the fridge open and the, I thought that story seemed very rehearsed. First of all, like it seemed, it flowed very naturally. And then what was funny to me was Meg tells this story about like, you know, a, a clumsy episode with cutting onions over a bagel. And then Anna's like, yeah, like I took Clonopin and I sent pictures of my butthole to my accountant and my cousins <laughs> in Israel. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> like completely one upping Meg in, in the uh, funny anecdote department. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think Meg was also a set up woman there. Like even it worked out that way. Like, and it's sometimes I feel like Meg has had success in these episodes saying something basically fine mm-hmm. or interesting in some way, which then sets up. I think we unlocked this last week with the Nomi Fry episode because Meg actually did say some things that like led to uh, fruitful discussions. And yeah. so I think I keep, I'm like keeping an eye out for that. And I'm saying like, I'm glad Meg's on the pod. Yeah. I think a good example of that is she reads a quote from Roseanne. Um, and when she reads that. it, you hated that. <laughs> When she reads it, it's sort of like a quiet, like awkward pause afterwards, but it kind of refocuses the conversation and Anna starts going on this thing about how Roseanne is kind of a sympathetic figure, which didn't surprise me that she was she found Roseanne sympathetic, but uh, I thought Meg in reading that quote actually did a good job. I just didn't like the the part with the quote, but I agree with you about like what it led to. Yeah. Anna opens it up by basically saying, Roseanne gets a pass because she's an artist. And that was a pretty <laughs> interesting claim because, like, let's take some other... Does Mel Gibson get a pass? Yeah. Like, Mel Gibson, I don't care because I'm Jewish and, like, I'll give anyone, like, within reason, like, a pass on anti-Semitism or Hitler whatever. Hitler was also an artist. I mean... <laughs> Literally. In many, many, many ways, my whole life has been about giving Hitler a pass. Uh, Mel Gibson, you know, is an artist. He's a director. He's a whatever, like... Roseanne, she's a sitcom artist, she's a comedian. She's definitely like an artist in some sense, but is that enough to get a pass for saying black people are gorilla? Like there was a lot of racism on this episode. Yeah. Like I just will say like there was uh, there was some other stuff uh, where, oh, I really loved 
Anna, uh, and this is, uh, this is like the first time in a few episodes where I'm really going to criticize Anna, I think. Uh, she was really whammon-splaining in a very level one way. Like the, she's like, I mean, come on, that's a false equivalence with uh, Roseanne and Samantha B. And she was yeah. like, if you're going to apologize for anything, try apologizing for not being funny. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Like okay, Mac. Not, yeah, okay, Mac, exactly. And so, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, calling Roseanne an artist is hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, very I would funny. say not even Roseanne's <laughs> biggest fans are saying Roseanne is an artist. Like, that's just a unique take. And that's, that's a good... That's a good point. I I was definitely delighted. Was so unexpected. Uh, and also Roseanne and Valerie Jarrett looking alike was also a very funny take. You should look at you know, like she does. Do look, they look alike? They look alike. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, it is pretty funny. But uh, I thought it was interesting. Also, the idea that they were like obviously. I mean, you know, Roseanne had the whole excuse that like like oh it was it was the ambient and that's why I was I was being racist and and they were kind of like well obviously it was like simmering right below the surface. It kind of reminds me of the Latin phrase in ambieno veritas, you know, um, <laughs> to show your true colors on ambien. There was some other stuff uh, where, oh, they all conclude that Roseanne should have been like censured or admonished, but not canceled. And they're like, that was very, you know, conclusive for them. And then Dasha says, I mean, they knew who she was. And then she steps a toe over the line. It's like, she called yeah. black people apes. Like, yeah, was, and that was after was calling bad. like fucking Dasha so woke about Palestinians. Like uh, Roseanne is saying like throw Palestinians in the gas chamber. Yeah, that, that's the thing they really didn't do their homework on this. Like she's had so many horrible tweets. Like she's all, she's involved in QAnon. If you guys know like the mega conspiracy theory about like basically that like every member of the government and celebrity is like a child molester and there's some sort of like deep state fucking storm coming like it's completely insane and she's like you, all like, over the q and on explainer it's yeah. like pretty interesting but like we can't round up we can't round it up yeah it's too much but anyway she's yeah. deep into that like she's not she's not somebody who's like oh a little bit uh, like a little bit racist a little bit of a conspiracy theorist she's like full-on racist Wait, I, something with meg that i thought was really funny was they were talking about roseanne being canceled and meg was like i mean like they definitely shouldn't have canceled. It's like because of her remarks. Like think you know, there's the the, the whole crew. You know, the whole crew. It's <laughs> like I would be pissed. And so like there's Meg identifying. She's like I'm part of the crew. Like if Anna or Dasha wow. said anything offensive, this podcast would be canceled, and I would you know be out of work. That is so true and so brilliant. Yeah, he, it was great. Meg identifying with the crew. And I, I feel the same way. Like if Anna Dasha said something crazy and their podcast was canceled, what would we do? Yeah, we'd we'd have that would be the fallout. Uh, that would look really bad for us, also. Yeah, we'd have to find something else to round We're up. Like, why did you guys devote so much time and energy on the to talking <laughs> about this like really offensive? Yeah, what weird- if they what if they straight up like went to like n-word land and were truly canceled and then we had this historical record of us being like they're amazing geniuses i know yeah. they said some racist stuff but let's keep this thing going they said some good racist stuff but oh now their toe dipped over the line uh-huh. we are we are in very deep The other good thing Meg did, and this is kind of 
changing subjects to the Woody Allen stuff, but Dasha at one point said, three of her children have committed suicide. And Anna's like, wow, three children, like three of her kids committed suicide. And then Dasha's like, mm, we're going to need a fact check on that. Meg looks it up, finds out that only two of them have committed suicide. One of them died of AIDS. But had had a serious drug problem already. Right. And, uh, and then Dasha said, you only get one. That was really funny. <laughs> was like, as a parent, one. you only are allowed to have one kid kill themselves. <laughs> Which is really true. What about adopted children? What do you guys like, think? Do you, do you believe the Woody Allen stories? Well, you know, which Woody specifically Allen the, 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 the molestation. I sent the Moses Farrow blog uh, post to Max, and Max was like, Max had like was like highly suspicious that it was fake. It seemed fake to me. Why did you think it was fake? I think just like the the blog spot of it all and like the photo of the him. photo is so good. He's like, and, and for this blog post, I will choose a cute prepubescent picture of myself. Yeah. That was super interesting. Just the way really he, cute. He wrote like my mother, Mia Farrow, blah, blah, blah. Like it just seemed like written by. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. Speaking of blog spots, <laughs> there's an amazing blog spot called Crazy Days and Nights. Have you guys seen that? Of course. Okay. You see it. Okay. Yeah. A mutual friend of ours, I just who I won't name, uh, she turned me on to it. It's amazing. has tons of great blind items. You should check it out. What's a All, blind item? It, it's like gives you enough details that you could guess who the celebrity we're talking about is, but not really. Like this A-lister who was A-list movie star who helmed a franchise in the 90s. Perfect example. You, you were, uh, um, it, that who was so that? there was <laughs> who was that? Could be, you uh, to, Tom Cruise. To Tom Cruise. Okay. Um, no. So um, there was a blind item that was very clearly about Woody Allen, and it basically said that he has a movie coming out. He's concerned. He thinks that his career is over, and he's paying. He's literally paying people to say good things about him, and it's possible that that was the result of him paying him. Maybe. I don't know. What is Moses? I mean, if Moses was getting paid, if, if Crazy Days and Nights was right. I loved <laughs> when she was talking about super producer, this is Anna, of course, talking about super producer Robert Evans, and uh, who produced uh, Roman Polanski's two greatest films. Uh, what was it? Chinatown? What Chinatown. Was he, what was she considered? Roman's Baby. Baby, of course. And, uh, and then, but Anna describes Robert Evans as, Evans as what? Secretly Ashkenazi trouser snake. <laughs> <laughs> So Amazing. There's some meme about Ronan Farrow, uh, Woody Allen saying, like, I'll pay for your college if you turn on your mom and him saying right. no. Right, he didn't. I, by the way, knew Ronan Farrow a little bit at MSNBC, and he struck me as a, he struck me as a decent guy. He's also now has done all this, like, Harvey Weinstein stuff. I fundamentally believe Ronan Farrow. That's what I'm saying. You believe that Woody Allen molested Dylan? Yeah. Wow. Max? Uh, I don't know what I think. I mean, it's well, Dasha at the end of the episode actually said, after all of the strident talk, Dasha was like, "Let's get serious for a second. Like, as a disclaimer, like we uh, certainly don't have the the answers. We we just have a podcast. Yeah, which I thought was like fair enough. Like they basically were like, we're exploring this, and we kind of have our suspicions, but they were using arguments. They were like, and plus, like." Only like pedophilia, that's something people tend to do many times. And if you've only had one accuser, so they knew, I think it was respect that they knew that the arguments weren't like fucking slam dunks. And we're saying, this is what we think, disclaimer. And then Anna goes straight from there to see you in hell, bitch, which I love. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I found the blog post extremely compelling, Moses Farrow's blog post, and I don't know if I believe it or if there could be some other, but I thought it was a compelling piece of Rashomon, and like his narrative seems just combination tone, uh, content, and what I want to believe nailed exactly. it for yeah. me. And so, yeah. and also what Dasha wants to believe, I think. <laughs> but, I, I thought it was interesting how they go the whole podcast kind of like allowing for. Uh, you know, their interpretation to be wrong. They're, they're sort of like tiptoeing around it. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, you know, Dasha really says, in my estimation, Woody it. Allen is innocent. She, right. she doesn't just say he didn't right. do it. She he's says he's innocent. innocent. <laughs> she says that uh, Woody Allen and Sunyi are victim, are trauma, like bonded mm-hmm. through trauma or something like that. Right. And like my take is that Dasha has a very simplistic uh, stance on Woody Allen. I basically read Dasha's statements as I really want him to be innocent and I'm down to do that reading. But if you literally like torture me for my true and give me the truth serum, I think she has a perfectly normal and probably good take, which is why at the end of the show she was kind of like recognizing the way she had argued it out and kind of said, disclaimer, like no one can really know. She's kind of saying, the evidence doesn't really bear it out and it's complicated and I'm such a fan. So I, I found her take to be totally fine and yeah. like classic provocative argumentation thing. My point was just that saying Woody Allen is innocent, like I'm, I'm interested in that perspective as like a troll or like a device to have a conversation about feminism or gender like Theory. I like thinking of Anna and Dasha as these kind of like radical feminists who like through trolling through saying Woody Allen is innocent are trying to have like an even better conversation about feminism and gender you know it's not safe for them to go around saying like that like a rape scene in a movie turned them on and so like I'm sympathetic to them wanting to troll but uh, if they truly are down to ignore all of this damning stuff and like you know, even with Sunyi, like having a relationship with, you know, this younger woman, it's like if they're down to ignore that. I basically. Uh, or I, the testimony of Dylan in the New York Times, like that's just kind of I don't weird. think they're ignoring it. I read you as just being disappointed that there weren't more like good hot takes. Not that there weren't good hot takes, just uh, I'm just trying to figure out if what they're doing is like rebelling against the kind of neoliberal like feminist discourse online or if they're really like, like, do they think Bill Clinton is innocent? I think that they are expressing a sentiment that something is like, it's similar. It's like, it's sort of like some weirdo fish hook theory thing where like, it's a conservative sentiment. It's like something has been lost as this sort of discourse has taken over feminism and there's a sexlessness to it, which a lot of the fun is lost. And we are going to stand here and remind people that something is lost in all this, both from kind of like a risque left, like down to say transgressive stuff that's not really allowed on the right wing, and then also some deeply conservative things. Like gender roles are good and it feels good. I did feel like Dasha saying the thing of like, we don't have all the answer, like we're, you know, we're not, we don't have all the answers, we just have a podcast. Uh, Like I felt like they did have a kind of awareness of like having, spoken about some pretty controversial things in terms of Woody Allen and his innocence and uh, Mia Farrow just being like jealous for not looking like a young hot thing anymore. Like they kind of, they seem to understand like, whoa, we just said some crazy shit and like, don't judge us too harshly. 
Um, one one Anna quote, uh, kind of a long quote, but I, I, word for word, Anna says, just as it's been weird for me that, say, somebody like Angelina Jolie went to all these different locales as an American whammon, woman went to all these different locales and picked out the most beautiful child at the orphanage who happened to have her large eyes and pouty lips. It always creeped me out that Mia Farrow, as a woman who's extremely busy and a career woman, chose these children that demanded special needs and care. And so just the, correcting herself on, basically she was saying, I, oops, I actually accidentally said the, sing, the plural, but I meant the singular. Not correcting the pronunciation. I think she was just like saying two different words there. Yeah, basically everyone on the Red Scare Pod Reddit like came in their pants at that yeah, moment. That was podcast. an incredible moment. I'm sure it'll be on Reddit very soon. I don't know if this was a cut, but basically they say when Anna says the thing about uh, Mia Farrow adopting kids in need as a working woman, then Dasha says she sort of starts to introduce her disclaimer and she says, well, we've touched on some pretty like risque t- I don't know what she yeah. says exactly yeah. but it was either a cut from something else which it sounded like to me a little bit or in response to Anna saying that which didn't seem like the most risque of topics so I feel like they brought that ending in they sort of shifted that chunk in she was probably responding to like Meg saying something fucking super racist like uh, she's terrified of, the of black bodies or whatever um, yeah Me- Meg you know, I started this episode being like Meg was great, no belly flops, but how did you think Meg was great? As I was listening, I was thinking, I think it was like this capacity to redirect and stimulate good Anna Dasha stuff. I feel like Anna Dasha left to their own devices can spiral in a way that Meg, she's just this like, you know, fucking peppermint patty figure. You've got like Charlie and Lucy. <laughs> And Meg is Peppermint Patty, and she just keeps them in this sort of earthy place with her, like, you know, unhilarious, undemonic jokes. Yeah. Um, I still got a ton of content. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> the Soho Grifter, who, Anna Delvey, who had a whole Patreon episode we won't get into, but, but they did discuss it on the, on the free pod. Good Patreon episode. I, I like think that. that's something like we can all, I episode. think, get behind her, like, and I actually think even like mainstream, some like mainstream people I was observing were kind of into Anna Delvey. Like, there's a there's a sense even among like norm normies that that like the system's rigged. Like we're rooting for this girl like, who like fought the system. Yeah, like she did all these crimes, but like good for her. She was trying to you know, like the pe- the other people in her world were all just like handed all this shit on a silver platter. She was like this girl from Russia. Mm-hmm. We're pro Anna too. I think I am. Yeah, they say at the beginning of this episode that it's just like the age of scammers and grifters. Jill Stein. And they, they <laughs> yeah. recount fund. And they Respect. include themselves in that. Um, also, Meg with like the level one like Australian take on cunt. Meg was like, Meg was like, I don't see the problem with calling someone a cunt. I do it all the time. And I was <laughs> like, okay, like you know that cunt is like one of it's like you know sort of tier B after the N-word in terms of stuff you can't say. And, you know, it's not even close to as bad as the N-word, but, like, it's definitely, like, up there and bad shit. For cable, like, no one says yeah. that on cable. So Meg knows better, and that's, like, literally what, like, a dumbass Australian would say. Oof. That was during the Samantha B thing. Right, Samantha B. Roseanne. They did, somebody made a good point. I think it was, I think it was Anna, maybe, but that... that 
um, that it's important in these things not to apologize. That is something that I think Trump realized also is that when you apologize to your enemies, you just give them ammunition and you mm-hmm. sort of like give them this moment of resolution that like, oh yeah, yeah, well you own, oh, oh, okay, we, we beat you now, okay. And like, that's why the, the, her, all, so many like liberal people was like, don't apologize to these people. Yeah. You, know? you just don't ever get any credit as Anna was saying, like you get credit only in a sort of neolib media circle jerk. Do you get like credit for your being dignified or whatever? Like there's no, I mean that, and that world is a real world where like lots of power exists. And so people are interested in trading power in that world. But like, it is true that it, on the real, in the real fucking scheme of things, apologizing is so bad. <sighs> You're talking about uh, Bosch and Bruegel. <laughs> Bruegel, Bruegel. Bruegel's Bruegels, bagels. Bruegel's bagels. Um, wow, this is funny. I just absolutely, absolutely checking Twitter and it's like a dream. Boom. Gabriella Paella be showing up in my feed because Mike Peppy liked. Nice. Peppy, we need Igor we need to give us the Peppy, Peppy on the tea. roundup. Oh, the no other regrets. thing we need to talk no about, uh, the Red Scare Patreon, what are we up to this week? Currently at $3,501 per month. It's pretty good. You got it. Someone's got to say it. The outro. Anna, you're a feckless cunt. <laughs>